0: Welcome to Swiss Art Biz, a video podcast on the art market with a Swiss twist. I'm Tanya König, and today I'm joined by Hans-Peter Keller. Hi, Hans-Peter. Hi, Tanya. Hi. So we met uh, when you were working for Christie's uh, here in Zurich. You worked there for almost 20 years, uh, mostly as a specialist in Swiss art, amongst uh, many other fields as well. And recently you just uh, published this book. Um, uh, on Ernst Ludwig Kirchner and it was published in January 2021. So very, very recent. We're going to talk about that as well. But first, um, we are here in an old, it used to be a gallery. um, And you, I saw on your CV that one of your very, very first jobs was actually in a gallery. But then you moved um, to auction, to the auction uh, market. Was that a conscious uh, switch.
1: First, worked worked in a in a galley, That's true for Art Nouveau and uh, Jugendstil and Art Nouveau and uh, Deco. And afterwards, I stopped working there because I started to work on my my dissertation. That was actually the the reason I wanted to do some research. And during the research, um, I got a call from a colleague and said, and he asked me. Uh, do you have some time maybe one or two days a a week Uh, we need somebody you know in an auction house for for Mm. uh, looking at the paintings and and um, doing uh, the cataloging and for the for the auction and so i started there in for one or two days a week Mm -hmm. after two or three weeks it was already half a week and afterwards (laughs) it's it was a full-time job so um that's why I kind of ended up in in the auction business. So That was not really what I at that time was looking for. So mm-hmm. It was actually by coincidence.
0: Okay, we actually met um, when I did a, I reported or covered the Swiss art sale in 2019, and you uh, were actually organizing the whole auction. That was just one of of the things that you did. At Chris's many other achievements, including leading the management and development of Swiss clients in the field of Swiss art. But what impressed me was when I was covering the auction, I asked your boss at the time, who actually decides what the estimate prices are for those artworks? And she said, it's Hans-Peter Keller. (laughs) I thought, okay, Um, so I wonder what do you consider when pricing art? Is there a secret sauce?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of experience, you know, I, I, I'm in the auction business, yeah, since '97, uh, and there's a lot of experience behind that. You saw a lot of works, and after that much time, you know exactly what is looked for and what not. You know, if you if you see a painting, you first have to, yeah, look at the condition. For example, if it's in good condition or if it's in bad condition, is there restoration? Then, of course, it's it's important. Um, what kind of a period of an artist, you know of the artist it is, from, from which period it mm-hmm. is. You know, like if you do an example for if for mm-hmm. Ferdinand Hodler. You know, if you have a Ferdinand Hodler painting at home, it's not always a million or two or three, four million, you know, every painting. See, if if you get if you got one from his very early times, also that means from from the 80s, from the 19th century, so, yeah, um, it's a couple of thousand francs. And if you get one, maybe from 1910, it can be a couple of million. Wow! So that's a big, big difference. Mm-hmm. See, he he started, you know, to paint um, when he came to Geneva. He walked, you know, actually from Bern to Geneva mm-hmm. because he didn't have any money, and mm-hmm. he started to copy some some um, paintings in the museum, mm-hmm. and then Barthelman, uh the Geneva artist he uh, he saw him and he said, you have to come to my school mm-hmm. and I want to teach you. And then he said, oh, I don't have any money to pay. So they said, no, 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 you have to come because he met Bakhtali Men. He realized uh, the potential. Yeah. What kind of good artist he, he can be. Mm-hmm. So and then he was first kind of painting the paintings in the manner of Bakhtali Men. Mm-hmm. So and that is was not his style, you know, that's a style from somebody else. And afterwards, when when he went to Madrid and came back and and then he he kind of found the, the, the light and the mm-hmm. colors, you know, because Bartolomeu is more this brown, grayish, so, yeah, not very colorful. Mm-hmm. But afterwards, um, he found the colors, the light. Mm-hmm. Then later on, you know, he had his parallelism mm-hmm. where he really, you know, Put parallel as a landscape mm-hmm. and the, the 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 part of the of the of the lake, for example, the water and then the sky mm-hmm. and, and the, the horizon very deep, mm-hmm. so that's um uh, very low, and uh, that's something that that is then his mm-hmm. his right. art, and that is then the million paintings, mm-hmm. you know, and that's something that you have to know, and sometimes there's an artist maybe that is his early work. It's very looked after, and not the late one. Yeah. You no, know? like if you have a, a painting by Kuno Amiet, mm-hmm. you have a painting by Kuno Amiet from the late '50s. Yeah, that is not millions. Mm-hmm. But if you have a painting by Kuno Amiet from the early 19th century, then it's that, that's very 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 uh, rare to find, and that is very. And so you have to know about the artist. Mm-hmm. You have to see what quality it has. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's not a copy of somebody else. Mm-hmm. It has to be his his, his art mm-hmm. and it has to be in very good condition as well. And then it depends also what technique. Mm-hmm. Is it an oil painting? Is it a watercolor? Is it a drawing? That's also different.
0: So, I mean, many people that are maybe not so um, they are not so experienced with art, but they know the names, they would think, oh, Giacometti is definitely in the millions. Did you also sometimes encounter uh, maybe new collectors that maybe just saw art as an investment and would sometimes just go for the name and didn't know these kind of things.
1: Yes, and that's very kind of dangerous, you yeah. know. If if you don't know about the art, for example, the artist or whatever the the background a little bit, <laughs> if you just buy by name, it could be that you buy the wrong period as mm-hmm. a piece of the wrong period, and then it's you think, oh, I did a very good deal because <laughs> it, it's just very cheap. <laughs> But it doesn't, uh, yeah, it will not uh, race, you know. So it's very important for, for, for if you start a collection, mm-hmm. for example, it's very important that you do a little bit of research. Mm-hmm. Huh? Don't, don't look at the painting as just like a, a stock, like in the stock market mm-hmm. where you just buy something and then you think, oh, I, I do my profit and I sell it again. Mm-hmm. That's, that doesn't work so easily mm-hmm. in, in the art business. You really have to do research about about the the artist mm-hmm. and then also sometimes you have to 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 ask some some uh, somebody to to look after uh, to look at the painting is it really in a good shape or mm-hmm. not you know mm-hmm. because sometimes restorations are done very well mm-hmm. and you can't see it you can't see it like this but mm-hmm. you have to go then and in a studio look after, look at on the blue light and then the, the restoration pop up right away. Ah. And if you don't see that, um, you can't see that really in the, in the light, it, yeah. in the in the normal daylight. Eye, yeah. No, no. But that's, that's normal. That's good mm-hmm. because a good restoration should be done mm-hmm. so that you can't see it really mm-hmm. right away. Mm-hmm. But if you really look closely, then you can see it. And yeah. under, the bl- under the blue light, black light, it comes up, you know, okay. it pops up. Yeah. And that's something what, what they really have to do. Or the bronzes, for example. You have to know... Um, how much is the addition, you know. Uh-huh. If it's a large addition, uh-huh. yeah, then, then, then there are many on the market, maybe. If it's just a small addition, mm-hmm. then it's just a small. And maybe sometimes from um, an addition of, of seven is maybe only two costs. Mm-hmm. Huh? So they will only two, they're not seven mm-hmm. pe- uh, examples on and the, the market. And that makes a difference. Exactly. That makes a big, big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's also something that we, what somebody always has to 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 consider, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: And you visit a, a lot of sellers or, or buyers in their homes to see their art, to to appraise their art. Uh, and I wonder because y- you know so many of, um, yeah, you have a personal relationship. Um, what is the underlying reason why many of them buy art? Because before you mentioned, uh, you know, it's not like the stock market. Is it? Is it for many to park wealth?
1: No, no. It's a lot of them. They collect because they like it, mm-hmm. and that's very important too. As a for a collector, you if you buy something, you actually have to like it, and you. And if you like it, you put it on the wall, and you you have joy on it. You're happy in the morning to see the painting, and that is what it's mm-hmm. worth. Mm-hmm. The value mm-hmm. of a painting, for example, or for for of a, of a work of art, mm-hmm. and a lot of them they bought it a long time ago because they liked it, mm-hmm. they didn't buy it uh, because it's maybe a lot of value because they a lot of the um, early collectors, they were young, mm-hmm. didn't have that much money at the beginning and they just started to collect mm-hmm. something. And they started to collect maybe a contemporary art at the time. They started maybe to, to collect an old master, but they liked it very much and um, and then they kept it for a long time, mm-hmm. see, and that's also something then it is fresh on the market mm-hmm. and something which of, uh, like like an art which was l- kept for a long time in a private home mm-hmm. was never on the market. That's then fresh to the market, and that's what the new collectors are looking for.
0: Mm-hmm. Then it has a, quite a race yes. in that yeah, case.
1: Yeah, Sometimes they gave it maybe for an exhibition. That's also good for yeah. the provenance, you know. Yeah. Then they then you know ah this painting was in this exhibition it was in this exhibition and and good exhibition that's very good for the provenance mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh yeah, that makes the value even higher, mm-hmm. but it was never for sale mm-hmm. and then and suddenly they maybe get older and they they reduce you know they they they, they move from a big house to an apartment, and sometimes they there are not that many walls any mm-hmm. longer you know in this new apartments <laughs> a lot of windows but no walls yeah, and so they they instead of just putting it in the safe, they say. Let's sell it and somebody else has, has, has joy. will be happy and enjoy uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. And
0: most of the time still, they saw a return of investments in the case, or would you also sometimes see cases where someone bought something a long time ago and it actually. Yeah,
1: it, most of the time, it's, if it's for long times in, in private hand, you you get some profit, yeah. but there is also the opposite, mm-hmm. and it's like like on the stock market, as I said, you know, it's it's the opposite as well because maybe this artist is not on style any longer mm-hmm. or the, how he painted it. Mm-hmm. It's just old fashioned, mm-hmm. and that, no one wants it exactly. Maybe in twenty years later, it might it might you know. But right now, it's not that. It's the, the demand. Col- yeah, exactly. It's the color and how the people live, you know. Mm-hmm. And right now, people like to have colors, you know happy as happy paintings and and not this big and large one yeah mm-hmm. in in and that's why that's harder to sell you know and they maybe they, they bought for a big price and nowadays it's just very hard to sell mm-hmm. yeah
0: so one wouldn't shouldn't buy with this idea because we never know what in 20 20- Years yeah. is a then trend. Yeah. Um, your clients were not always private people. You also sold to Musée d'Orsay in Paris, uh, MoMA in New York, just to name a few. Um, so Swiss art is sought after. Yeah,
1: yeah, because Swiss art is something it was always like in a niche, mm-hmm. but this niche got bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, kind of and the demand for it, because it was a certain time where mm-hmm. when when the art was, compared to the other art, cheap, much cheaper. Mm. But uh, the the quality was the same. Mm. And you have to know, like, it was not like nowadays where it's either from Switzerland or France. So uh, when Hodler was exhibited his paintings in, in Vienna, mm-hmm. he belonged to the international group, hmm. kind of, you know? Mm-hmm. So that it's not, he wasn't like Swiss Swiss. He, he was the the contemporary international artists, artist. yeah. mm-hmm. so um, that's why. And then afterwards, it, the Swiss were a little bit forgotten, mm-hmm. you know, but they realized, you know, they, they belong to the group. So mm-hmm. like, like Amiet, Kuno Amit was a member of the, the Brücke. Mm-hmm. He was, a, he lived in Switzerland, but was a, actually a, a, an active member of the Brücke. Mm-hmm. And so was, um, uh, Hodler was a, was a member of the, yeah and of the international art art scene yeah. yeah exactly and that's why nowadays they are looked afterwards mm-hmm. after uh, mm-hmm. too and, and and the museum they they want to complete mm-hmm. you know uh, this collection mm-hmm. and that's why they are looking for very good uh, pieces then mm-hmm. and if one piece is coming to the au- to auction or to sell as a privately auction mm-hmm. uh, they want to to complete their, their collection mm-hmm. yeah so like the moma they they bought um, a very nice hoodler, an mm-hmm. early one from uh, 1898. Mm. A very large one. It was The Dream of the Shepherd uh-huh. and it's still in an exhibition. Yeah, nice. there. And um, in the Musée uh, d'Orsay was the wood. Which one? The, um, the Holzfäller.
0: Yeah, the Holzfäller. yeah. The Holzfäller. yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. And then um, a very large one and the very good one. It was a winter scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost at abstract and with an abstract uh, cloud, and so it was very, very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so that's what they they buy. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're just looking and to, they're looking to for something to complete. The, yeah, the, um, yeah, mm-hmm. they just want to, they know exactly you now that, uh, like Giacometti, mm-hmm. Giovanni Giacometti, the father, you know, mm-hmm. is. In, the, the, the son, the Alberto, is very well known yeah. internationally. Yeah. But Giovanni was also a very good artist mm-hmm. at the time, mm-hmm. you know. So that's why they're saying, oh, we have to buy, an, for example, an early Giacometti as mm-hmm. well. Yeah.
0: Well, talking about Giacometti, um, you you were good friends with Bruno Giacometti, yeah. um, the brother. And, and I think you also brought a catalog from 2012 <laughs> um, where you actually sold... After, after he passed away, you sold items that yep. were, were there. Maybe yep. you can tell us a little bit how these came together.
1: Yeah, I met Bruno long, long time ago yeah. and um, also when he, uh, his wife was still alive. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was visiting them often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes they wanted to sell something and so they, they lived in a very nice home and surrounded with a lot of art. So a lot of art of Alberto, for example, a lot of art by Diego, the uh, the younger brother of Alberto. Yeah, there were four siblings. You know, three brothers and And one one sister. sister, Yeah. yeah. And after his wife passed away, he was quite alone, and you know he was he was hundred years old. You know, that was a lot. And he said, you know, all my, my friends passed away, you know, my wife passed away mm-hmm. as she just passed away a few months before he got 100 years old. And that was really uh, very sad for him. Mm-hmm. And so I was done almost every one, two weeks, I was there mm-hmm. for an afternoon to talk with him. And so on. that was very nice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he he knew all that. The big artist himself, you know, like Ferdinand Hodler, (laughs) that was his godfather, you know. And so he was in contact with him. Mm -hmm. Then he knew, of course, um, um, Kuno Amiet, Mm -hmm. a very good friend of his father and also Mm -hmm. godfather of Alberto. So all the big Swiss artists, he was almost related kind of to them. And that was very nice. And he had uh, he had some art by them as well in Mm -hmm. the house, you know, as, as, as presents, you know, from them. And that was very interesting. Sometimes when I had a painting uh, come up for auction, I could go to him and ask him a little bit about this painting, and he had some little stories. You know? Wow. And each time, you know, when, when I was with he liked very much the uh, chocolate cakes. So every time when I when I visited him, visited him I I brought him a chocolate cake. Yeah. But sometimes I was I was hiding the cake a little bit behind my back, and then he was always looking like this and so. And when when I suddenly suddenly put it in my bag for ah you put it in the kitchen, put it in the kitchen because he wanted to to eat it himself then in the evening, you know, <laughs> because he had everything already prepared, some coffee and some some cookies. But the chocolate cake was, was done just for, for him. him exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that was really nice. So, so and.
1: And Those then, nice
0: anecdotes. Yeah,
1: and then in 2012
0: mm-hmm. he
1: died in, at the age of of 107 wow. 105. Sorry, 105. but he was
0: always in a good. Yeah. He could remember everything. Everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. The body is not. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's. He was in a wheelchair at the very end, but he always said, you know, but he was in a vague. So
0: his mind was. His short. mind was
1: very super, and and that's why I said it was so interesting to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was also interested in what for what i'm doing you mm-hmm. know and also traveling wise and that was interesting he had a nurse from cambodia mm-hmm. and i was also i have some friends in cambodia mm-hmm. and and that that's why i'm very often in cambodia mm-hmm. and he was very interested in in things from cambodia mm-hmm. especially uh, the Kantapopa hospitals mm-hmm. in, in phnom penh or in Reap, and you know, by Bert Richner, mm-hmm. who who has this. a well children.
0: known yeah, doctor, Swiss doctor that exactly. has a hospital had a hospital yep. there and, and one could it was a charity. It's right? charity.
1: As a for it's free, mm-hmm. you know, free of charge for, for Cambodian people. Mm-hmm. It's only for children. Mm-hmm. It's only for children, but it's free of charge. Mm-hmm. And he he can do it only with through uh, funds and yeah, charity, funds. exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bruno also wanted to know how it is. I was visiting the hospital in in Zimrip and and and, and uh, in Phnom Penh, and I showed him some pictures and so. And after I just realized then after he died why he also always wanted to know that so, so spe- specific about this, and mm-hmm. um, he he really. Um, he wanted to know that because in his last will he said you know the art by for example by alberto mm-hmm. goes to the foundation in zurich the alberto foundation in zurich then the the other art like art by his father giovanni or amiet or Hodler or whatever um can go to the um, kunsthaus zurich mm-hmm. if they wanted it mm-hmm. so they had the first choice mm-hmm. and all the rest what they did not want uh he wanted to have a, a sale mm-hmm. charity sale um, benefits this um, hospital. hospital, this children's hospital in uh, Cambodia.
0: Oh, wow. And, and you organized that auction. Exactly. And, so and you then, also picked what went into Exactly.
1: The so, and that was was wonderful because mm-hmm. there were many, many um, furnitures by, by uh, Diego Giacometti, mm-hmm. his brother. Mm-hmm. And it was actually the first time that they raised so high prices ah, at, yeah. at auctions, wow. you know, because the provenance is very good. Mm-hmm. See, the provenance was better. Ba- ba- you can't have it. It was in private homes all the time. Yeah. yeah. And it's his brother. It is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's,
0: it's, it's, yeah, of course. It's, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. you, you know that this is yeah. actual.
1: And, um, because there are many fakes around. Yeah. So that's, you have to be very, very careful, you know, about, uh, this, this furniture,
0: yeah.
1: because, and, and here you had, uh, excellent excellent uh, prominence. Yeah. so that's yeah. why as the, the the tables are half a million for a table yeah.
0: how, you know? how much did you raise do you do we remember for the whole um
1: time? for the, everything i raised about almost 4 million mm-hmm.
0: yeah and it was yeah it went wow to
1: to, 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 to the to, to the hospital that was very nice and mm-hmm. then there were also some special things like like the suitcase mm-hmm. um, of alberto giacometti mm-hmm. um, with this suitcase, he traveled from Paris to to Switzerland and then he had to go to the hospital and he died, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was actually the suitcase with all the stickers on it. But that was his last uh,
0: item. Yeah,
1: was, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Or like the little chair from the atelier from, from Giovanni Giacometti where also Alberto was sitting all the time on the chair when he was doing this portrait by, uh, uh, of Annette. Mm-hmm. So all these things were still in the house. Mm-hmm. And I, because Bruno, when I was there, he sometimes said, "Oh, please go there and open that that cupboard." and Look, there is this and this item, uh-huh. and you know that is this and this and this. So I had many um, stories about these items, and when when I had the choice to pick the yeah to mm-hmm. to sell it, so I knew exactly ah yeah that's the that's the the, the suitcase or that's the, the little chair or that is yeah.
0: Would you use those stories, those anecdotes, when selling the art pieces? Would you kind of do storytelling yeah. and tell the collectors, look, this art, uh, this. Um, this stool was actually the Attilae stool of uh, Giovanni. It was used by him when he painted this. Was that a a selling argument? Yes,
1: that's very much. And and I found even some photographs Uh and that's very important as well, that you really have a proof, not only a proof by story, exactly. So uh, photographs is very important. Mm -hmm. And that is what it makes the history of a Mm -hmm. piece, you know, and that's what people want. Mm-hmm. Now, the stool itself is just a, 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 a very simple wooden chair, you know? Yeah. That's uh, it's not the value of, of the wood and the chair is not much, yeah. but it is the piece itself, you know, mm-hmm. the, the story the and, the, and and all the surrounding. Mm-hmm. That is very important. Mm-hmm. That is what it makes. Mm-hmm. And that is very important if you sell something, it um, can be a stool or can be a painting, mm-hmm. if you have a super provenance, a super story about it, mm-hmm. that's how the big prizes are mm-hmm. um, done, you know. That's mm-hmm. they, they achieve the prizes like this, yeah.
0: And that's why also a pair of sneakers can achieve millions. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Because
1: there's a story behind, or maybe somebody of a celebrity, uh, celebrity. The, is is wearing it, and you have a, still a proof, mm-hmm. the photograph, and so that's how what it makes it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And
0: And uh, maybe just to close, uh, for a young uh, generation that wants to go into the art uh, business, um, is there an advice or tip that you can give them? Um, Is it, do you see the market, is it growing or is now also with COVID, uh, is it difficult or or how, what can you share?
1: (laughs) What you need is passion. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is, I think it's the most thing, passion, passion, because if you don't have passion for it, leave it mm-hmm. and then you need, of course, you do have to do research, mm-hmm. you, you, you have to like that, um, knowledge, mm-hmm. a little bit of knowledge, and you have to be an expert in a certain area. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't nowadays, you can't know everything. You know, you cannot be expert for everything. So if you do something, if you want to do work in, a, in, a, in the art business, do specialize yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. And only with a specialist, a specialist can go somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, because if you are an all rounder that's maybe um, yeah knowhow who sells everything, just to go first, and you know, but afterwards it's the specialist who has to look after the special things you know and, and, and the work, so specialize yourself mm-hmm. as well, and do there a lot of work and make you better because see the clients they. They know already a lot, mm-hmm. but you have to know more, more exactly. And that's what, why the clients want to contact you. They want your advice. Why should I buy this painting and not the other one? Mm-hmm. And that's why you know, have to know more about this. Mm-hmm. And you can know that if you are specialized mm-hmm. in, a, in a certain area. You can't know everything. Mm-hmm. That's nowadays too much. Mm-hmm. But that's very, very important that mm-hmm. you... You don't have to know everything. Mm-hmm. That's, you also can be open to the client. You say, oh, I don't know this. Mm-hmm. That's, that's no problem because mm-hmm. they don't expect that you know everything. Mm-hmm. But if if you are special for something, there you have to be really good. Mm-hmm. And that's good, you know, that's mm-hmm. something. And for that you need a lot of passion yeah. because it's it's not only your work, it's also your the hobby, you know. Yeah. You know Swiss art is also my hobby. And that, that's why I'm I'm, I'm reading all the time, you know, about Swiss art, I'm looking for that, and it's not that I have to do it or that's, oh, I have to, or it's mm-hmm. a must. It's something that I do also automatically. Yeah. And, and um, you shouldn't do work or, or private, you know, that's, it has to be the same, you know, kind of, uh, that's very important. That's why I said passion is so important for, mm. for, for work.
0: I think yeah. that's an, a, an amazing advice. That's very good because nowadays you can think sometimes you can do everything, but it's so right that knowledge is there also a lot. So if you specialize, you, you really make yeah. yourself um, irreplaceable almost. So now you you, you you publish this book. So if you're interested in, in Swiss art, uh, Swiss or German, or, or what would you say if you're interested in?
1: That's German expressionism. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um what are your plans now with the book? Are you well now with COVID it's a bit hard to go on a tour or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's or is, is it out now and now you have to kind of think?
1: No, we, we we with the museum in Davos we talked already to do maybe like a book vernissage. Mm-hmm. But right now with COVID it's it's just not possible. Mm-hmm. But that's what we wanted to do once, mm-hmm. you know, that's um yeah, mm-hmm. that I will do a lecture there. Um, about um about the whole theme and um yeah we 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 try to do this but now we just have to wait until the museum can, can, open, can again. open again. Yeah, okay, yeah.
0: so we can check out also the museum's website uh, once in a while to see if, if anything is ongoing there. Thank you very much, Hans-Peter. Thank you very much for being here. It was very interesting. I hope you enjoyed it and follow Swiss Art Biz uh, to catch up with our next stories. Thank you very much for listening.